Okay, Wabes, we've got to research 1988, so this is all you today. Do us proud. Thanks for letting me do this. Yeah, of course. Glad you get a chance to have your time to shine. You remember how to pull up your interview clips, right? Yep, got it. You do remember that I'm a computer too, right? Please don't say anything that I wouldn't say. Steve, coming from you, that really opens up an unlimited world of possibilities. I'm pretty sure your filter broke in the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and welcome to the Wayback Chronicles podcast. Normally, you'd be hearing Noel, Steve, and Keith tell you the greatest events that have happened from the 1970s to the present, but today, you've got yours truly. For those of you that don't know me yet, my name is Wayback, and I am a time machine. The guys have had their host interviews, but we thought it'd be fun to let me take the show for an episode. I don't really have a sense of nostalgia, since I can basically travel to any time I want to and experience things all over again. So interviewing me wouldn't be much fun. But I got to thinking. I don't understand nostalgia and finding happiness from the past, so I thought it'd be fun to learn about what it means to have a sense of nostalgia. And what better way to learn than by asking some amazing people questions relating to nostalgia. According to the Webster Dictionary, Nostalgia is defined as a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. That's great and all, but I want to experience what that means to people. So the first person I asked was Keith's wife Dawn. I asked Dawn to tell me a time where she felt a deep sense of happiness in the past. It's kind of a combination of things. Our family Christmases used to be so amazing when all the family got together. It wasn't so much about presents, but about everyone hanging out and eating and playing card games and just being together. No matter how far apart we lived, we came together every Christmas. The holidays seem nostalgic for many. For instance, take Steve's friend Courtney from Lubbock, Texas. She has a special memory of Christmas with her mom, Take a listen. One of my favorite memories from growing up is winning the KLLL Christmas tree contest. You were supposed to decorate a Christmas tree and bring it to a parking lot for it to be judged. Nothing my mom ever did was half-assed, so we made all of our ornaments from scratch. We made pasta angels and painted them. We made pipe cleaner candy canes out of lace and beads. We took um, devil's claws and painted them like Santa's. But the kicker was that we decorated tumbleweeds as the tree. We got three tumbleweeds and stacked them up and spray painted them. And then put all the ornaments on there. And so when we showed up to the parking lot, Everyone had a normal Christmas tree, but ours was tumbleweeds. And then my dad got a generator, and so ours was lit up with red lights and all these handmade ornaments, and it was fantastic. And then later, we found out that we won, and then our picture was in the paper. We won $500 in the early 90s. <laughs> And so it was a lot of fun because I think then my mom gave us a little bit of money for Christmas. And then we 
ended up using that same exact Christmas tree and all the ornaments that we had made as our Christmas tree uh, for the rest of Christmas. And um, it was just really special and we still laugh about it. Family and happy occasions definitely appear to be an important factor for nostalgia to more than one person. I asked one of Steve's best friends, Mike, who lives in Houston, Texas, about a time where a specific event with a family member makes him smile, and this is what he had to say. There is a happy thought that I usually go to when I think of um, um, my childhood. Uh, I had a grandfather who was uh, very kind and uh, a lot of fun, and he was well-liked by everybody, and this memory involves him. So in the summer of 1986, uh, you may remember that the Paul Simon album Graceland had come out, and I was obsessed with that album. I listened to every song, both sides of the cassette, fairly regularly. Uh, went down to South Padre Island um, and was staying at my grandparents' beach house and obviously uh, had a boombox playing that cassette, amongst others, fairly regularly um, while we were down there. And uh, one time um, when I was playing the Graceland album, the song um, Call Me Al came on, which is just a favorite of mine. Several others had a fun video that uh, starred Chevy Chase in it, along with Paul Simon. It was fun watch, uh, but that's a, a digression. Um, so while that song was on, my grandfather um, started dancing a silly little dance, which was, you know, very, very fun. And then uh, unbeknownst to him, my uncle had a camcorder uh, and snuck up behind him and filmed him doing that dance and um, he probably went on for like a minute before he realized he was being filmed he was also pretty a shy individual so he was mortified when he figured out that the dance had been uh, recorded but anyway uh, that's always a fun memory that I go to uh, I've seen the video it's been a little while but um, haven't watched it uh, here recently uh, probably within the last two decades but again that's just a, a happy memory that I always go to from the mid 80s uh, which would still be uh, right in the uh, the wheelhouse of my childhood. Family. I can see that family is a deep sense of connection, but is nostalgia about a specific event in time or can it be something you can experience over and over again? I asked Steve's cousin Scott this question, can nostalgia happen more than once? And this is what he said. Uh, I thought about this since the, uh, the new Indiana Jones movies coming out here in a couple weeks and uh, Back in the early 80s when uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, uh, at the time, uh, I was an only child. My, it was me, me and my mom and my dad, and we, uh, we would go see movies on the weekends. Uh, usually some family-oriented, you know, popular movie at the time, E.T. Or, or something like that. Anyway, so uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. And uh, dad was like, oh, we got to see this. I wanted to see some other kitty movie or, or what animated thing. And... Uh, forgetting now what it was, but I pitched a fit. I didn't want to see Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had no idea that the same guy playing Indiana Jones was Han Solo, played Han Solo. 
uh, and I was a big Star Wars fanatic. So I had no idea about this movie. We get there, and I'm pitching a fit through the whole thing. Dad's telling me to he's going to take me out in the lobby if I don't shut up and all this. And then ended up, the opening scene came on with the natives chasing him and the boulder rolling and the he gets in the plane and there's a snake in the plane. I was just mesmerized by this movie. And so what ended up happening is we kind of started a family tradition. Every time an Indiana Jones movie would would uh, come out, we would go see it. The, the three of us would go see it. So Temple of Doom came out, The Last Crusade. We saw them. And we even saw the one that came out, you know, years and years later, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which really wasn't that great. But it was Indiana Jones. It was Harrison Ford. So we saw that. Uh, so it kind of became kind of a special tradition. And I was over at my dad's house the other day, and I said, hey, do you want to see the new Indiana Jones movie? And he said, yes. And dad's getting kind of hard to get around because he's elderly uh, lately. But if I have to airlift him, I'll, I, we're, by golly, we're going to see this movie. So there you go. It's kind of a special tradition that we started back in the very early 80s. So nostalgia can happen over many years, but are there specific years that connect more with people? I asked a few people, including one of our awesome hosts, Steve, about what decade was their favorite. Here is what Steve had to say. So I thought I'd reflect about uh, growing up during the 1980s, and and, and obviously that was the, the first full decade that we grew up during uh, for most of us and most of our listeners. But um, the 1980s really steered some of the biggest memories I still hold true to myself today. They're my favorite Sports memories, um, you know, watching my Celtics win three world championships. Uh, the music was fantastic. Gosh, you know, I'm not sure there was a decade that had a greater range of music, uh, artists, um, newcoming artists, just so many unique sounds and styles of music uh, during the 1980s that uh, I don't know if if there's ever going to be another decade where I've where the the range of music and and just just the evolution of music during the 80s uh was affected so much compared to other decades so uh obviously so many great movies and 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 just so many great things happening it was a great time for our country it was it was uh you know just a happy time for a lot of people and and a lot of great memories were were made with family and friends and so forth so um you know just a heck of a decade. Um, feel very privileged to grow up during the 1980s and can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say. The 80s seemed to be a really special decade for a lot of people, I asked. But I talked to two friends of the podcast and her husband and wife what their favorite decades were. Being close in age, I thought it may be the same time period, but I was surprised. Here is what Tanner and Susan had to say. So what decade gives you the deepest feelings of nostalgia and why? I guess I would have to say the 90s. Because you're a 90s baby? Yeah, everything. Well, live for three decades. So <laughs> <laughs> you were limited on our options? Yes. <laughs> um, well, mine's the early 2000s. And I just, I remember all the music from back then. I remember Britney Spears was such a huge thing. Um, and that's when I hit junior high and high school. And so I just remember all my friends and music. And that was a really big part of the early 2000s for me. Is there anything about the 90s that you that just really brings back memories? Was it the bowl cuts? It was the bowl cuts, wasn't it? Did it have a good <laughs> <bowl cuts? laughs> 
Decades are very important, but what about experiences? Can people from different generations experience the same kind of joy and nostalgia? I asked Tom, who is a friend and fraternity brother of the guys, what memory gave him a smile, and then I asked Tyler, Noel's son, about the same thing. Even though they are a generation apart, their answer was quite similar. Listen to both of their responses. One of my favorite memories of growing up in the 80s was my friend Dax and I, during our third and fourth grade year, uh, we would just ride our bikes all over town. Uh, we would ride it to the arcade, uh, we would ride it to the 7-Eleven every day and get like a 25 cent Slurpee. Uh, we would uh, ride it to other stores, we would ride it to the park, wherever it is we would ride it. But every Friday, what we would do is we would take a bucket, a piece of string, um, a paper clip, and, um, and uh, a couple pieces of bologna, and we would go to this creek that was right by a Ford dealership. Uh, we would spend a couple hours crawfish hunting, because that's what we called it, crawfish hunting, and we would take, take the crawfish after we collected 40 of them, and we would go to the mechanics and sell them to the mechanics for five bucks, I think. The mechanics would then take them the next day and go fishing and use them as, as bait in the local lake. Yeah, but we had so much fun on those bikes, just riding around and uh, having, having fun. So. When I think about nostalgic memories, I think about hot summer days a long time ago, back about 2012 about and I used to play outside all the time after school and we'd have power wheels and bikes and all of that and we'd do crazy things on them and all that and the only thing telling us to go home was the street lights coming on at night. Pretty wild that they can sound so similar yet experience it many years apart. So it appears that nostalgia can be a feeling that can be the same for people whatever their age. Cool. But what about things happening today? Can things happening right now be something that will turn nostalgic for someone in the future? I happened to catch Keith's son Hayden, who just finished his first year of college while he was at a Texas Rangers game. I asked Hayden, what do you think will be nostalgic to you 30 years from now? I think the best things are going to be whenever you look back on like times whenever like the friends, the boys were like all going out for a drive and just hanging out together. Or even stuff like me at the Rangers game right now. I'm going to look back on that. Oh my gosh, that's Adolis Garcia. Adolis! Yeah, he didn't look at me. But yeah, just stuff like this, man. Like me and my buddy, we're having the best time. You know, I'm just... It's going to hit me hard. <laughs> Gotta love being in the now and realizing how important those memories will be someday. Thanks, Hayden, and hope you enjoyed the game. Let's change gears for a bit. It's also interesting to hear how important nostalgia can be for others who want and hope to instill happy feelings for who they care for. My next two interviews show the importance of making an impact to those around you. Scott is the director of bands for an amazing program in West Texas. Listen to what he hopes make cherished memories for all of his students, from the past students to the students of today and tomorrow. 30 years from now, when my students look back at their time in my program, I hope that the nostalgia they experience is really how they felt. 
it's not about how many awards they got or how many trophies they won. It's really about the relationships that they built while they were in my program and the lessons that they learned about working toward a common goal with like-minded people and the work that it takes to get there and learning the lessons that delayed gratification is worth it. So work really hard now so that you can achieve a goal later and that you achieve that goal with other people. It's not just a solo event. And so there's lots of other educational philosophies that go along with with what we teach, but for me, it's really about building those relationships and those students learning from all the life skills uh, that they get to experience in the program. So now I have former students who went through my program who now have their kids coming through my program. So at some point, they felt something special in the program, and it meant enough to them that now they want their students or their, 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 their kids to come through my program too. And to me, that's just something special. Scott, that definitely is something special. What an amazing impact you are having to those students. To many, it is every bit as important to instill those memories to your children. Tushar is a distinguished physician in New Mexico. He and his wife, Becky, have three amazing boys. Let's hear what they have to say about the importance of making an impact for those boys to look back on with a smile. Well, you know, our kids are young, 12, 7, and 2, but believe it or not, they're lovers of the outdoors. And living in New Mexico, we've had a great opportunity here to enjoy fishing, uh, hiking, skiing, off-roading. Believe it or not, all three of our kids have ATVs and have spent time out uh, in, in the desert, in the high desert here near Albuquerque. Uh, we've spent some time up in the mountains. It's been a pretty amazing time and it really uh, came in handy, I think, during the whole COVID pandemic, being able to get them out and spend time as a family. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, I think that <clears throat> just being active with their parents, I'm hoping is going to be some really good memories, especially since we were all kind of locked up and not able to go to school. And hopefully they kept their sanity during this time. Anyway, thanks for having us on. Have a great day. Take care. I'm definitely understanding why nostalgia can be so special to so many, but is there more to it than just a feeling? What if it can make a deeper impact on someone? One of the Wayback Chronicle's biggest fans, Mark, is a software engineer. Nostalgia was so impactful to him, he made it his career. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about how he came to enjoy what he does every day for a living. My love of building software started a long time ago when my dad brought home our first computer 40 years ago. It was the IBM XT PC and I was on it constantly. That computer had a sub 5 megahertz processor, only 128 kilobytes of memory, a tiny 10 megabyte hard drive, and weighed over 32 pounds. Compare that to a mid-range iPhone today, which has six processors with 500,000 times more transistors, 30,000 times the memory, 25,000 times the storage, and weighs 85 times less, and of course, fits in your pocket. Technology was really in the stone ages back then. Despite that, 
I think the 80s was one of the greatest decades for it. So much was new and exciting. Those were some really good times for people like myself and my friends. Nostalgia. It's not for the weak hearted, is it? Especially if it can change your life the way it changed Marks and so many others. Speaking of changing your life, I was able to interview someone who has lived one heck of a full and amazing life. Beverly from California has recently turned 90 years young. She is Keith's aunt. Keith and I asked her recently what nostalgia meant to her and what throughout her life has been most important. What does nostalgia mean to you? Remembering the past. Just remembering the past? Is there is there any specific things that make you think fondly about that? Oh, all of the wonderful things that I've done and seen in my 90 years. Absolutely. Uh, do you find family or traveling or memories more important? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so family, travel, and memories are all really important. That's right. Okay. Well, I believe that too. Thank you for letting me visit with you about that. Finally, I asked Noel's wife, Linda, to summarize what nostalgia means for her in one sentence. This is what she said. Good times, times when you're happy and the world is right. It all makes more sense to me now why this podcast has had such great reception in a short period of time. In just half a year, this show has been downloaded thousands of times across 37 states and 23 countries. I know I speak for the guys when I say on behalf of all of us, thank you to our amazing listeners. Don't forget we have some great interaction on our Wayback Chronicles Facebook page and some great daily Wayback History trivia on our Twitter and Instagram pages. Please give us a like and follow us on our socials. Also, if we could ask one more favor, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. It would be great support for the guys and would give others an opportunity to discover some nostalgia themselves. On our next series of episodes, come along as Noel, Keith, and Steve travel to the year 1988 and take a deep dive into all of the awesomeness of that year. We will talk way back with each of you again, real soon. Thanks for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future. Yeah.